Hello, 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 hello. This is Tammy again from Mama Drama Trauma, wanting to follow up with the suits from that um, Oracle deck that we teach in the academy. So I want to welcome you. Hello, 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 hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you are in the world. This is Tammy. Wanted to um, talk about integrity and tone of voice. I mean, I just wonder, have you ever uttered something? Something just came out of your mouth. And the second that it did, it was like, I wish I would have said it this way. Or I wish I would have said this a different way, uh, different wording. Or uh, I shouldn't have said that, you know. Um, that I find in my experience always goes back to where I was in that moment with my own integrity. And it's something about uttering the words, you know, just getting out whatever needed to get out, um, somehow allowed for a shift to happen so that I could see where I was, you know, um, just wanted to kind of ask that and if anyone else has experienced that because last time we were together and of course here we talk about mama drama trauma it's my particular area of specialization in coaching of course it's a taboo topic and so although I will speak of myself an example and people that I've worked with of course no names or anything re- used and that's one of the big challenges that I have in terms of communicating with integrity online my following is Phenomenal IRL. In real life, my IRL is off the chain. But on this digital space, um, people are disincentivized, shall I say, uh, to engage with this taboo topic. So it's very interesting. This is a very interesting journey for me. And um, I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I still am doing a lot of AI research, um, the artificial intel about you know, how you connect with people who are genuinely resonating with what you have to say. But um, I find it just fascinating. But anyway, um, I'm here to talk about the Mama Drama Trauma Academy. And this is the school that people outside of my um, close group of people that I've worked with and people within that group actually started the academy to learn how to read the Oracle deck, the Mama Drama Trauma Healing Oracle deck that I downloaded from Great Mother years ago in healing my own Mama Drama Trauma. It's a long story, and I've talked about it um, before here. I want to continue our conversation about the suits because there's six suits in the deck and they spell aspire. Okay, the acronym A is for acknowledge. That's the first step. And so it's based on Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's five 
breathing steps. And so we know if we've worked in coaching or any type of psychology, all of it is about releasing something, okay, letting something go to bring in new energy, whether you are going to a physical uh, coach to help with the gym or business or whatever, inner work. It's always letting go of an old pattern to get that direction to realign with your new energies to go into a new direction. And so we all have to be familiar with the stages. But what we do with the Oracle deck is we aspire. So everything is kind of inverted, like everything is with Mama Drama Trauma. Everything is just kind of twisted. You know, and we have to untwist ourselves, unwind ourselves from that muck and that mire of family cycles and cycles and cycles of this dysfunction. And so instead of the first step being denial, which is the first thing that we resist when we're letting something go, that's the first step of grieving, we acknowledge. So we acknowledge we have mama drama trauma. Instead of being angry, which we totally encourage. We have all kinds of workshops and retreats we did pre-COVID and all kinds of stuff to encourage healthy rage release. And we support each other in doing that. It's a very beautiful, cathartic process. Whether you drum or dance or whatever, um, speaking of integrity, which we'll get to in just a second. If you would like to, in the process of me doing this rundown, <laughs> basically, have your own story or wisdom to share about how you stand in your truth of who you are and what you are about, and you pay attention to how you convey that, your tone of voice, that atmosphere that we set. You know, in our retreats, we always had a pretty little sign outside the door that just said, welcome, please remember to be responsible for the energy you bring into this room. You know, just being aware that we are responsible for the energy that we bring. You know, we don't just say, I am a dearly loved divine child of the great mother, father, God, who's never judged, condemned, or left alone as our foundational teaching. But we walk it, recognizing that power that we bring into every room. And so if you have that walk in your way, I'd like to hear from you. In the meantime, in between time, so far, we have discussed the five steps of grieving, according to Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, who studied how people deal with death, okay? And how that is a very fundamental application in any type of life coaching or therapy, the release of the old to make way for the new. And how we do it with Mama Drama Trauma in the Mama Drama Trauma Academy is through learning to read the oracle deck, which is based on six suits. An oracle is something that spirit speaks through, whether it's a holy book, a holy place, a holy person, holy waters, a holy forest, a holy drink, a holy food, Whatever, that's an oracle. That's an oracle. 
because spirit is speaking through that. And so spirit speaks through the Mama Drama Trauma Healing Oracle Deck. In fact, Great Mother downloaded it to me, the mother of all mothers, the Holy Spirit, that still small voice, on how her children with Mama Drama Trauma need to heal. And so our first suit is not denial, it's acknowledgement. Our second suit is not anger, it is self-inquiry. Because although we honor rage, and it must be expended from our systems in order to integrate new energy for a new life, that's what we've held on to in order to survive mama drama trauma. Had to hold on to that. Or you get killed. Okay? Something happened short of that, but it wouldn't be nice. And so, yeah, there's a good reason we hold on to it and we create fibroid tumors and we have all kind of problems having children and this and this and that. Because that sacral chakra has been ruined. Holding on to anger, that genital area, okay? But anger is really held in the gut chakra. So instead of being depressed, which... Again, just like the rage, just like the anger, it's not that we don't experience these things. It's that we shift our focus to actually do, doing something about them. Okay, so instead of just being in denial, we actually have to do the acknowledgement, A. Instead of being stuck in anger, we have to actually turn that self-judgment and that self-condemnation into self-inquiry. Because when we judge another, which is the first thing we do when we start healing mama drama trauma, we're really judging ourselves. That's the cycle of mama drama trauma. When we finally wake up and we realize, hey, some boundaries have been crossed here, and I have not been loved and nurtured the way I need to be loved, well, as soon as we acknowledge that, the torrential rains of shame, blame, and guilt come down so hard, we get up out of that real quick, and start blaming mama. We blame our kids. We blame the world for not taking care of our nurturing needs. We have to get up under that pressure. But instead of doing that with anger, Great Mother said, you need to self-inquire. Because you're a dearly loved divine child, so everybody's dearly divine, okay? And so everyone's innocent, you're there to learn. You're, you're, you're learning, okay, and that you're going through a painful lesson. But the important thing is ask yourself, why are you feeling this way? So there's a whole suit about how we ask ourselves and we stop ourselves in those moments of rage, in those moments of insecurity, in those moments of just utter isolation and loneliness. Why am I here? And allowing the Holy Spirit to give us an honest answer without crumbling us into sand. Being able to stand in that divinity and absorb the truth of the moment so that we can get out of it. Can't get out of something if we don't know where we are. And so that's what we do with the anger. We begin to process it. And so instead of depression, which we are, all depressive psychosis, most of it is from MDT. All of it is. Because it's taboo to express it. 
So grandmother said, instead of being depressed, that P in Aspire stands for the processing work. To actually stand in the waking dream, the nightmare unfolding. Stand in that and observe it with as much detachment as you possibly can. With enough to turn that depression, which is suppressed anger, enough to start uprooting it. And boy, doesn't that uproot our lives. That's the primal fear people have in doing healing work around this, is we intuitively know it will completely uproot our lives. And that's why the planet is here today. We have such a rumbling inside of us, all these divine beings standing on Mother Earth with this rumbling energy within us, and we're wondering why the Earth is shaking. So, yes, we are at this phase where we are all having to go inside, and today we're talking about integrity. We started from the back to the front. So, two talks ago, it was emancipation suit, which is about freedom. The R, which is um, resurrection, is what we did last time. So meeting here in the middle with after depression, normally the grieving process, there's bargaining, okay? Um, I think actually, um, yeah, the bargaining comes before, actually, according to Elizabeth, the bargaining comes before. But this is the thing. I just, I go through this process with people so much. Those are the steps, but everybody comes at it so differently. You know, some people start with processing. You know, they're not even crying at the funeral. You know, they're just like deer in a headlight. They're still trying to process what has happened, you know. And then they'll go into denial. So excuse me for getting off there. But actually, the first step is denial. The second step is anger. And the third step is bargaining. And so Great Mother said, instead of bargaining, process. Instead of trying to bargain with God and say, well, if you do this, I'll do this so that my mother lives. Or if um, I'm a good little girl finally, or if I fulfill my mother's fantasy as a son, will I get this? And we just start kind of bargaining so we don't have to deal with issues, especially things that we have to uproot and release. And release, which is the fourth step, um, which is actually, um, you know, where we're just kind of at a place where we're going to have to really just sacrifice something. You know, we're going to have to sacrifice something of value in order to get something of value. And that's what we talked about last time. You know, we talked about what is called in her final step, acceptance. You know, instead of really accepting, which we really don't have to do after we've gone into the process because acknowledgement, that's why it's the first step. You know, you have to acknowledge. But how we accept it, that's an individual process. You know, how we are resurrected, how our lives are changed, something is lost in order to move forward, what we sacrifice, what is the value to us that we give up so that we can have that greater, that's 
defined differently by each person. This is being recorded on Wisdom App. Join at Wisdom App to ask me questions or just to follow me and dozens of other wisdomers on the latest conversation. Taken care of wherever I want without having to be criticized for doing that. And I have so much more time during the week to do what I want to do because I'm not adhering to my mother's schedule to take care of the kids because she's still dictating my life. And I still need her to take care of kids because she's my ace in the hole. But it feels upsetting to me that I can't make changes in that arrangement based on my own judgment as a mother. You know, that is so um, abusive on so many levels to a mother. And to someone, that release and that relief is worth the whole daily practice of living in loving detachment. For another person, that could be total and utter no-contact relationship. I can't do this anymore, period. So that's different for each person, what that looks like. And today, integrity in tone of voice is the I and aspire. You know, moving up from emancipation and rebirth. The integrity in tone of voice. You know, I was sharing in Resurrection that my experience dealt very much with verbal Sharing about this whole cycle of how whatever we experience, that's what we employ, you know, and that's part of what we do to our own children. And I got to thinking, and I said, well, I really didn't share how do I know I'm still not doing that? You know, <laughs> how did I stop, rather? And obviously I used the process that I'm sharing with you. I worked with the Oracle deck, which was the prototype was named the Great Mother Speaks Oracle deck. Now that's the name of the company because I have many decks. Um, Great Mother The Mama Drama Trauma Healing Oracle deck was the one that helped me the most in letting go of that tendency to speak my truth in such a harsh, unkind way. She speaks through the cards in such a loving, compassionate way. I started speaking to myself that way, you know, and... in the process was I had to really learn the difference between what was my truth, because integrity is more than just truth. It is the truth that we tell ourselves. It's telling ourselves the truth, in other words. We know we don't know everything. We know we are dearly loved divine beings of the great mother, father, God, who are never judged, condemned, or left alone. But we know that whatever we think about something may or may not be be correct in the whole scheme of things. But that's not what integrity is about. 
Integrity is not holding us to any external standard. And this is what people get confused about the word integrity. Integrity is telling ourselves the truth about how we feel about what an experience means to us and for us. That doesn't mean how we feel is more valuable than how anybody else feels or what we think is either. That just means we have integrity if we can articulate it in a way that is alignment with the frequency of that feeling within you. And I started to notice I was communicating just like my mother. I had never really paid attention to it before other than, you know, we all come from places and we have colloquialisms and little sayings and stuff that we do and the rhythm and the cadence of our voice. I ain't talking about that. I mean, I'm the spitting image of my mom in many, many ways, including that. But I'm talking about the tone of voice. You know, the tone of voice. And I had unconsciously replicated as well a tone of voice that even though I was learning and changing and growing and coaching people and designing and downloading decks and changing and growing, changing and growing and evolving every day, healing every day, I got a little red light, a little red flag that would come up when I would have disconnection with people about something that I felt really strongly about in terms of, in a good way, you know. Like, I remember in um, shopping a book, I was going to this group of, um, well, I guess they were like literary agents and people who, um, you know, were editorial, you know, type people, you know, and, um, you know, sat on boards of libraries and things like that. Just, just like literary people who were writing on the side something and we would come and we would share, you know, whatever we had to share. And I forgot how I got hooked up with them. I think it was through the... Um, Pointer Institute. But anyway, I'm bringing my stuff, and, and one day we were supposed to write a synopsis that was supposed to go theoretically on the inside cover um, of the book, you know, just to summarize the book. So when people pick up the book, they look at the flap, you know, and they know what the book is about in shorthand. And I wrote mine, and it didn't come across you know, with what I was trying to say. Um, and I just couldn't understand why they couldn't see, or they couldn't read into what I was trying to say that I had, you know, all the best intentions or whatever. And years later, I realized it wasn't so much because I was talking from a new thought frame of mind as opposed to a conventional or traditional spiritual perspective. That wasn't it at all because, you know, we can name countless bestsellers in that genre, that category, um, made so by Oprah Winfrey alone. But it was more 
that the tone that I was kind of using to um, make my points about great mother or whatever didn't align with my integrity, the truth that I was really telling myself. And that was one of the greatest lessons that I got from that experience. You know, it really showed me that I was still holding on to those judgments about what I was doing based on how I was raised. Now, does that mean that my mother doesn't love me? No. Does it mean she doesn't appreciate me? No. Does it mean that she condemns me? No, I don't think so. But I wouldn't be surprised. Um, the point is, I was writing, even though I was sincerely in my heart, my integrity, the truth I was telling myself is that, yes, this is from the Holy Spirit, you know, this message and this and whatever. The wording and the writing of it was kind of like that real emphatic kind of preachy, you know, language that was just foundational and how information was conveyed to me, spiritual or otherwise. So I just wanted to, you know, share that about this suit is that one, as a continuation from the last podcast about the previous suit, Resurrection, um, I had shared that, you know, there was a release needing to happen when cards in that deck, throat chakra energy show up. And addressing the kind of abandonment and abuse I had experienced, the verbal abuse, and how the letting go of that was necessary in order for me to move past it. Okay? And that just means letting go of it, period. Uprooting it and letting it go in every aspect of my life from how I speak to myself, and that's what the integrity heart chakra suit is all about, to how I allow myself to be spoken to, and how I address that with my, which for me is loving detachment. It's all about loving, learning to live, rather, in loving detachment. That's what it's all about. It's all about doing readings to get messages from Great Mother every day about any question, any situation, any slightest concern. How to live in loving detachment from the perceived outcome, perceived problem, perceived judgment, perceived criticism, perceived abandonment and abuse. So that we can just energetically, in that moment, let it go. Breathe it through. Return to divinity. You know. There are times I do a dozen readings a day. There are times I don't read for several months. It just depends. And this practice with the heart chakra, the integrity suit, is all about that scene in the Wizard of Oz, if you're familiar with the Wizard of Oz, the prototype of this deck is based on the 36 scenes of the Wizard of Oz. And each suit is a major scene. The integrity suit is a scene from the time Dorothy arrives in Oz, at the edge of Oz, 
on the path leading up to the scarecrow, ending when the lion who accompanies her, the scarecrow, and the tin man to Oz's castle, when after they've asked what they wanted, he jumps out the window. So it goes from Dorothy's arrival to their departure to the dark force. And so that's what we talked about last time. The dark force scene to the witch's castle, and they douse her with water, Dorothy does, who is the prototype for the mama drama trauma child. She is the poster child, Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. Um, Dorothy Gale from Kansas. And so this innocence that we have and we have to reclaim through the letting go of the shame, blame, and guilt in order to experience our health, happiness, and wholeness is um, what that practice is about, what, the, what learning the deck so you can do your own readings is about. I don't do as many personal readings as I used to, but um, I'm so happy that people are learning to do them on their own and teaching me you know, techniques and uh, symbols and things that they're picking up. So, yeah, Great Mother works with each of us individually, and she always does, whether we realize it or not. So that's um, my journey with integrity and tone of voice. If anybody would like to share your journey in how you are aware of your tone and tone being just your vibe, basically, your frequency, you know, how you perceive your energy to be, um, and how that is conveyed in your voice. You know, how, how's that conveyed in your voice, in how you speak? Not to be self-conscious or self-critical about it, but um, to really recognize that your voice is something special, something unique. Do you realize that voice technology, in this AI research that I'm doing, um, on some of the work that I'm doing online, because I was sharing earlier, um, since this is a taboo subject, it's not exactly the environment for, um, you know, my branding. My branding is primarily IRL. And so um, these times have given me an opportunity to do a little bit more um, URL, you know, but um, our app, app is app. But at any rate, um, in real life is where I connect with people because this is a taboo subject. It's not something people are incentivized to share, to talk about, which I understand. I totally understand. I totally understand that. Um, however, it is a planetary disorder. And I do know I am on the World Wide Web, and I do know more and more people from around the world are catching on to this. Analytics are interesting. So that uh, was brought to my attention about voice recognition technology through artificial intelligence is more recognizable than just about any other uh, attribute. 
you know, uh, even face technology, which is very, very highly developed. It can be manipulated, as we know, as well as voice technology. But in terms of raw wave data, oh my gosh, everyone's voice is completely unique, like a snowflake. So, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, it is such a beautiful day today. So happy to get outside. I said, I'm take my walk and I'll pick up my phone. I can do my little talk while I'm doing my walk. So I'm going to head back in. Sun is pretty high now. It's a good time to do that. really kind of looked at that whether with yourself or with someone else. Maybe me. <laughs> um, that truth, that resonance of truth coming from the sound of someone's voice. I'll leave that with you guys. I'll leave that with you guys. We can kind of just um, look at popular culture and who those people are not, there is that thunderous, resonant truth. Integrity, the truth they tell themselves. So we have to know about integrity. Truth is what we know for ourselves to be true for us. Telling ourselves the truth. And when people speak from that space with authority, they tend to have a much higher kind of resonance. And it's really interesting watching and observing how that resonance is received and who it's received by. And studying, okay, so what is this truth? And we can only really do that objectively. And we can only be objective if we live in loving detachment. Like a real scientist. Like a real skeptic. Like a real holy person. Just objectively, boldly, and courageously walking the planet. And just observing what the heck is going on. Well, it looks this way but the next moment could show me something totally different oh it feels this way this is a strong resonant voice with a lot of people I never even thought would vibe with that type of voice but because it's so thunderous and it's so true to what it believes it is attractive it is magnetizing what are people being magnetized towards and why how we can only do that in loving detachment. That kind of analysis is restricted from those who are unable to live in loving detachment. They are incapable of going beyond the binary into a transcendent space of observation, which is necessary to heal mama drama trauma. My mother, as a human being, did not abuse me. 
As a human being, Hugh in Sanskrit means spirit. As a spirit being, she did not abandon me. As my biographical birth mother, yeah. Dorothy was an orphan. That shit was real. Okay? Yeah. She was an orphan. That's why she ran away. But on a spiritual level, that very spirit that left her called her back home through a healing journey. This is what we do at the Mama Drama Trauma Academy. And I'm so happy to be able to share my thunderous, integrous voice with you and return back to my wonderful appointments for the rest of this afternoon after my outside walk. But above all, most of all, remember, great mother loves you and I do too. Great mother, I am a child of the great mother, father, God. A divine child of the great mother, father, God. I'm a divine child of the great mother, father, God. A divine child of the great mother, father, God. I am great mother, the still small voice of the Holy Spirit and divine mother. Cosmic womb.